Good morning. Today we're continuing our message series, Praying the Psalms. And each message in this series, we are looking at a different type of psalm. And God desires for each of us to learn how to pray better through studying these psalms so that our prayer lives might be enriched and expanded. Now last week, our message topic was prayers for help. And this is a topic in, that we naturally gravitate to in our prayers. When we're in trouble, we call on God for help. And that's what God wants us to do. But there should be much more to our prayers than simply asking for God's help. If we're not careful and our, our prayers are only about our problems, then we might even become discouraged through praying. And that's why there are so many different types of psalms that can help us to round out, to diversify our prayer lives. Now today we're going to be looking at the importance of giving thanks to God. To introduce that topic, I'd like us to watch a video entitled, Where Thanksgiving Begins. Sometimes it's hard finding thankfulness. With all the struggles, divisions, the anger often hidden deep within us. Too often life begins to drain the joy, distress, destroy the deafening noise, shuts out the voice of God. We walk our road, we wander our path, setting the tone, watching our steps right and left, every breath spent, longing for the next big thing. But what if we could give thanks in the little things, the small victories, the tiniest dreams that seem to feed our soul? promise of God to never leave or move on to care and to love becomes undeniable. Finding gratitude in the everyday. This, this is where thankfulness begins. to give thanks even in the tough times. And so today our message is entitled Prayers of Thanks. The topic of thanks is, is important, an important subject in the Psalms. The word thanks or thank is used 49 times throughout the Psalms. And when we have a heart of thankfulness, it lifts the soul and brings joy into our lives. Thankfulness helps us to replace worry with fear, uh, worry with peace in our lives, replace fear with a sense of rest in God's presence. Ephesians 5.20 says, giving thanks always and for everything 
to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so this verse instructs us to give thanks at all times and for everything. Now, how, how can we possibly follow that instruction? Well, we can give thanks continually because we know the Bible teaches us that God is in control of everything in our lives. And you might ask, well, what about when bad things happen? Well, the Bible teaches us that God is able to work all things together for good for those who love him. And in case you're wondering if, if that's the only verse that tells us to give thanks always, let's look at 1 Thessalonians 5.18. It says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And so matter, no matter what circumstance you might find yourself in, whether pleasant or painful, you can give thanks that God is with you and that he is going to help you through it. James 1 verse 2 puts it this way. He says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. And so if God makes it possible for us to face trials, difficult circumstances with joy, then he can, he can help us to give thanks to him in the midst of those trials. Now these instructions apply only to believers who have the Holy Spirit living inside of them. And because of Jesus, there are always many, many things to be thankful for each and every day. And as we give thanks to God, along with asking for help when it's needed, we will experience joy even in the midst of trials. Today we're going to look at some things that we can be thankful for no matter what we're experiencing, no matter how difficult the situation that we may be facing is. First of all, we can give thanks for God's forgiveness. The first psalm that we're going to be looking at today is Psalm 32. It was written by David, who wrote the majority of the psalms, although not all. Some of other writers as the authors, and others uh, have no authors named. Psalm 32 begins in verse 1. It says, Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity and in whose spirit there is no deceit. And so the topic of this psalm, Psalm 32, is about thanking God for his forgiveness for our sins. As we have all sinned, the Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And as believers, we all have been and are being forgiven. And so we have much to be thankful for. When we're forgiven, our sin is covered by the blood of Jesus and according to this verse, we are blessed. And once we are forgiven, God does not count that sin against us. In fact, he doesn't remember it anymore. You are cleansed. You are washed clean by God's forgiveness. However, forgiveness is never automatic, even for believers. Psalm 32, verse 5, David writes, he says, I acknowledge my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin. And so repentance for sin involves confessing and acknowledge that sin to the Lord. Our natural tendency is to, to minimize or seek to hide our sin. But, but hidden sin is not forgiven. The teaching that all sins of believers are automatically forgiven and believers no longer have to repent or turn away from them, is a false teaching. 
the forgiveness of the Lord in our lives is conditional upon our repentance, our confession and repentance. Repentance is not simply being sorry for the consequences of our sin. Sin has many negative consequences. True repentance is making a decision to turn away from that sin, the sin that you committed in the past, and turn away from that sin in the future, seeking to follow God instead. Verse 6 of Psalm 32 says, Therefore let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. Surely in the rush of great waters they shall not reach him. You are a hiding place for me. You, you preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. And so when the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin, there is a time when we can find repentance. There is a time when we can be forgiven by the Lord. But habitual sin sears the conscience, sin that is not repented of. And there can come a time when the forgiveness of God can no longer be found. And we have examples of that in Scripture. But those who daily confess their sin to the Lord find a safe hiding place, protection and protection from trouble and temptation. We can always give thanks for God's forgiveness. Now, one of the principles that we see as we read this psalm in its entirety, which I would encourage you to do this week, is, is that David recounts his entire experience with forgiveness. He doesn't simply say, God, thank you for forgiving all my sins. No, he recounts the misery of, of trying to hide his sin. He recounts the difficulty of refusing to repent for a season. And then he remembers the joy and the blessing of confessing and being forgiven of that weight of guilt being lifted from him. Often our prayers are, are simply too short, too condensed. And we can learn better how to pray from the Psalms. There are times to recall that God has forgiven us. And to thank him for being cleansed. For the ways that it has changed and enhanced our lives. And so no matter what is happening in this life. Believers can always be thankful for forgiveness. Forgiveness is a blessing in this life. And it makes possible an eternity with the Lord as well. Not only is heaven an eternal life in our future, we can give thanks that hell and eternal death is not. And so we have much to be thankful for concerning God's forgiveness. Next, we can give thanks for God's compassion. We're going to turn to Psalm 116. Written by an anonymous author. Verse 1 says, I love the Lord because he has heard my voice. And my pleas for mercy. Because he inclined his ear to me. Therefore I will call on him as long as I live. And so this unknown psalmist begins by expressing his love for the Lord. He's thankful to the Lord for hearing his prayer. And showing him compassion and mercy. He makes a confession that he's going to call on the Lord for the rest of his life. And so we see thankfulness for God's compassion leads to a recommitment of this believer's life to the Lord. Verse 5 goes on and says, Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Our God is merciful. God preserves the simple. When I was brought low, he saved me. Return, O my soul, to your rest, for the Lord has dwelt, dealt bountifully with you. 
And so these verses tell us more about God's compassion, which we should be thankful for. He's gracious. He's merciful. God is a God of second, third, and, and many chances to get back on track with God, to repent, to be forgiven, to experience His compassion. Now, one line in these verses says that, that God preserves the simple. Now, the simple are naive people, those who are still learning about life and God. The simple make a lot of mistakes, often falling into sins and dangers they might not even be aware of. Some is simply part of growing up physically, maturing. And other is part of growing up spiritually. But the good news is that God preserves the simple. He looks after them. When we get in trouble by doing dumb things, by making mistakes, He reaches out and He saves us out of His compassion. And so the psalmist is, is thankful for God, thankful to the Lord for giving Him rest and blessing Him. And then in verse 17, he says, I will offer to you this sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of his people. Now, these verses are near the conclusion of this psalm, Psalm 116. And the psalmist speaks of offering the sacrifice of thanksgiving. Now, this sacrifice of thanksgiving is a, is a concept that's important for us to think about. We, we are tempted... To only give thanks to God when things are going well. And we feel like it. But a, a sacrifice of thanksgiving is something that costs us. We offer thanksgiving not because it's easy. Not because we feel like it. But because of what God has done. We offer up the sacrifice of thanksgiving even when things aren't going well. Even when we are in a difficult position in life. Now the last part of these verses speak of fulfilling vows or promises to the Lord with other believers. And so thanksgiving is not just to be a private affair. Oh, it certainly is in our personal lives, in our prayer lives. But when we offer thanks to God before others, it encourages them and it gives glory to God. And so we need to learn to give thanks for God's compassion. Now God is continually showing his children compassion in our lives. He often does things for us. He protects us. He provides for us. He guides us, even when we don't ask him. And if we really took time during the day to ponder on the things we were thankful for, we would be blessed in greater degree. As we pray those thanks back to God, we see what he's done we offer up the sacrifice of thanksgiving. It makes a world of difference in our lives and in our attitudes. Now we see in this, I'm already mentioned it, the concept of giving public thanks to God. Now today we call this giving a testimony or at Life Church we often refer to it as, as giving a God story. A God story is an account of God working in and through someone's life that you wish to make public. To give God the glory and thank Him for. Some God stories are big. Somebody is healed of a major disease. And others might be not so big. But you give thanks for the compassion of God in the normal affairs of life. Providing for us. Protecting us. Guiding us. 
Now, if you've got a God story to tell, something that you're thankful for, let me know. We'll give you an opportunity to share in our service for a few minutes. And when you share a God story, you're telling others about what God has done and you're giving Him thanks. And He receives glory in that way. Now finally, we ought to give thanks for God's love. We're moving on to Psalm 118, which begins and it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. And so verse 1 of this psalm is a beautiful, beautiful call to give thanks to God. Two reasons are given. First of all, God is good. Very simple words, but a profound concept. God is good. He's completely good. He's good all the time. He's never bad. He's never evil. He's never unjust. Now, that's hard for us to comprehend because no person we've ever known has been completely good. But we can give thanks to God for His goodness. And His goodness is rooted in His steadfast love, which is never-ending. There's no end to God's love. And for those two things, God's goodness and His love, we can be eternally thankful no matter what we're going through. Verse 6 says, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? And so since God is good, since God is loving, he's not against us. He's on our side. He's on the side of a believer who is walking with him. And if God is with us, we can be thankful that we need not fear. We can be thankful we don't need to worry. We don't need to be anxious. No other person can separate us from the love of God as we walk with Him. Verse 14 and 19 say, The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. Open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. And so the psalmist continues by giving thanks to God for being His strength, for being His song, for being His salvation and as we pray those things back to God as we reflect on how God has been our strength in our lives in the past as we think about how he has brought songs into our hearts when we've been low as we remember how he saved us and has given us eternal life through his great love for us we honor him by giving thanks. And he in turn blesses us. And fills our hearts with joy. Now the psalmist speaks of entering the gates of righteousness. Of the heavenly city. So that he can give thanks to God. And so thanksgiving springs from a heart. That is walking in righteousness. Those who are falling into sin. Do not have thanks in their hearts. In fact. A barometer of your spiritual condition. Is how much thanks. You are giving to the Lord. On a daily basis. This psalm concludes in verse 28 and says, You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, and I will extol you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. Now, in these two verses, we see that the psalmist repeats the phrase, You are my God. 
So even though God is God of the whole world, God is God of the entire universe, He's also a personal God. He is my God. He is your God. He created you. He knows everything about you. He knows every thought that you've ever thought, whether good or bad, and He still loves you. He knows everything you've ever done, whether good or bad, and He still loves you. And surely, that is a great reason to give thanks to God. Now this psalm ends in verse 29 by exhorting the reader once again to give thanks to the Lord for His goodness and His steadfast love that lasts forever. Giving thanks for God's love. Now because we are living in the last days since Jesus has risen from the dead, we have an even deeper understanding of the love of God than the Old Testament writers. God loved us so much that He sent His Son Jesus to die for us on the cross so that we might have our sins forgiven and we might be saved from a destiny of destruction. And so sometimes it's good to ponder the depth of the sin that God rescued each one of us from through His great love. None of us deserve to be loved by God. None of us was good enough. None of us deserve for somebody to die for us and yet that's exactly what Jesus did. The love of God for each one of us was fully expressed as Jesus died for us on the cross at Calvary. And not only did Jesus die for us, He's no longer dead, He rose again. And He's alive today. And He lives to intercede for us, to show His love to us, both in this life and for eternity. And so we can be eternally thankful for God's love. And so today God wants to challenge you and me to remember to give thanks to God. Not just at Thanksgiving, not just before we eat our meals, but throughout every day of our lives. If you've been feeling overwhelmed with all the issues in our country, as many of us have, let's, let's give thanks for the blessings that we do have in our lives. Give thanks for God's forgiveness of all our sins. Give thanks for God's compassion and care for us and our families. Give thanks for God's unending love for every one of us. Use these psalms that we studied this morning in your prayers this week. The more thanksgiving that there is in our lives, the more joy, the more joy of the Lord that we will experience. And no matter what tomorrow brings, the joy of the Lord will be your strength. Now this morning, I want to give an opportunity to, to each person who is listening this message to repent and to become a believer, to experience the love of God in their own lives. If you've never committed your life to Jesus Christ before, or perhaps you've made a commitment in the past, but you feel like you've wandered away from your walk with God, I'd encourage you to pray along with me as well. To become a believer according to the Bible, a person needs to admit that they've sinned, repent, turn away from that sin, believe that Jesus died on the cross, that sin might be forgiven, and commit their lives to following Him, the risen Lord, and following His Word. So let's pray right now. I'd encourage you to pray along with me this morning. Say, Father, today I admit that I've sinned. I repent, I turn away from that sin and I turn towards you. 
I believe that Jesus died on the cross that my sins might be forgiven. He paid the penalty for my sin that I might have eternal life. Come into my life. I commit myself to following you, Jesus, the risen Lord and my Savior all of my days. And for those of us as believers, let's pray as well this morning. Father, in times when 80% of our country were told, think that America is out of control, we thank you that you are in control. You are sovereign. Nothing is out of your control. And we ask that you give us a heart of thanksgiving for all the blessings that we have in you. First of all, we are thankful for your forgiveness that cleanses us of sin and brings us eternal life. We thank you for your compassion that helps us in our weakness. For your compassion that, that brings help when we most need it. You never leave us. You never forsake us. And we offer up thanks for your unending love for us. Even though we may endure persecution and ridicule for our faith. You overwhelm us with your love. We ask that you remind us to give thanks each and every day and all through the day. And when we're tempted to grumble or complain, remind us to give thanks. When we are feeling down or overwhelmed, we ask for your spirit to remind us to find something to be thankful for. May we count it joy when we face trials, knowing that you are working everything out for our good because we are called by you and we're walking according to your purpose. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you made a commitment or recommitment of your life this morning by watching this video, we'd encourage you to get in touch with us. Let us know so that we can pray for you and send you some materials that will help you in your walk with God. Uh, next Sunday, we're going to continue in our message series. It's Father's Day, and we're going to be talking about psalm, uh, prayers for wisdom. So we encourage you to visit us at our campus, Life Church St. Louis, 15036 Clayton Road in Chesterfield. Or if you can't do that, uh, join with us online. The message for next Sunday will be online Sunday at 10 a.m. as well. If you miss that time, you can also watch it any other time during the week. So God bless. Have a great week.